are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. What up, all you weirdos in the Get Fresh Crew? Beep boop. We're here for the Best DC Comics podcast. And this episode is a holiday episode where we're going to go through a Christmas story. It's Sandman, the Seal Men's War on Santa Claus. And it's an issue that has a little bit of a checkered past that we'll get into in just a moment. Before we do jump into that, though, let me remind everyone to go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can get written reviews for almost all the issues that come out each week from DC Comics. And then go over to the Patreon, Patreon.com slash weird science where you can help us out but get a ton of exclusive shows in the meantime but like i said we're going to be going through here a little holiday tale sandman the seal men's war on santa claus was written by michael fleischer pencils by jack kirby inks by mike royer and letters by mike royer and it comes out of a sandman series featuring garrett sanford as the sandman Master of Nightmares. Not many people are aware of this character. This only ran six issues. However, there was a seventh issue that was shelved for five years, but finally saw the light of day in 1978 in the canceled comic Cavalcade number two. That issue was the one we're going to be talking about. Later, it did even get reprinted again in the Best of DC number 22 in March of 1982, which is kind of funny where you end up having a story that's from a canceled comic. It never got released because the comic was canceled before it could be, but yet it ends up in a best of and a lot of lists that talk about the best DC Comics holiday. It it mentions this. So that's kind of a cool deal that it was allowed or did see the light of day. Before we jump into it, let me tell you, Garrett Sanford was a hero who protected both Earth and the Dream Dimension. He was joined in his mission by two creatures named Brute and Glob and by a boy named Jed Polson. We'll see those three in this issue as they join with Garrett Sanford to try to save Santa Claus and actually get a million dollar, a million dollar check for the needy. We'll see how that all works as we go into the issue all right now. Now, we start off the story with a full credits page where you get a bit of an embellishment of what story is going to come up. This is back in the day stuff where you have Sandman and the young boy Jed fighting off legitimately armed seal men who obviously have captured Santa Claus and tied him to a giant snowdrift as they are all on a drifting piece of ice that is floating in the water. Crazy, crazy thing going on where you have Sandman yelling, I know it looks hopeless, Jed, but we got to keep fighting. Unless we can rescue Santa Claus from the seal men, Christmas throughout the world is as good as dead. And Jed there trying to fight off like five seal men himself says not to mention what will probably happen to gulp us. And we go to the beginning of the story proper where we have a bit of a narration box that says it is a day before Christmas and the farmer, young Jed, has been living since the death of his grandpa is buried beneath a blanket of blizzard-driven snow. And you have from within the house, you hear somebody yelling, you may not go outside in that snowstorm, Bruce. 
And that's final. So we go in, and I'm just reading this without reading any of the other six issues before this. But it's a very Harry Potter-esque scene where you see a mother and her horrific-looking son, Bruce, arguing. And Bruce says, oh, come on, Mom, the kids at school dared me to try to collect a Christmas fund contribution from old miser Titus Gotrox. I can't back out on the dare. So he's end up, well, they double-dog dared him. He has to go. He says to his mom, I can't back out on the dare. What will the kids say? And the mom says, I forbid it. You're not going. But if somebody has to go, it's going to be old Jed. That doesn't make sense. This is a dare. This is a dare to Bruce. Now, what are they going to do? Are they going to end up where Bruce is going to go to school then? And, I mean, really, you could stop right here. And Bruce could say to the school chums, oh, yeah, I went and he didn't give any money. The whole thing is set up that the dare is, I dare you to go to the old miser's house because you're going to be nervous knocking. You're going to be, maybe he'll yell at you, something like that. But he's never going to give money. You could easily lie your way out of that. Well, the mom twisted then and says, if somebody has to go, again, not anybody has to go, but Jed will go. Jed is reading his book. Warming his chestnuts near the fire right here. He seems to be very happy to be by himself reading this book. Looks up, why me? And the mom says, well, you're older than Bruce. And Jed's like, yeah, two weeks older. The mom is big on the stats. She says, stats are stats. Two weeks is older. It's older. You're going. And then the twist really starts happening here. I mean, the idea that this starts out as a dare to Bruce now turns into everybody in town needs that Christmas fund money that they will get from old man Titus, which is what I'm going to call the old man. Now, old man Titus, but but he's not going to give the money. They've spelled this out. So why is this twisting to the idea that everybody is counting on Jed now to get the money? Also, just to point out that this is the day before Christmas. This is Christmas Eve. We're even told in a little bit, it's in the afternoon. Shouldn't that Christmas fund money already been spent to get people gifts and things for the holidays? Very odd. But she ends up saying, everybody's counting on that Christmas fund contribution, right, Bruce? Bruce is like, whatever. If I don't have to get in, I'll get, yeah. He's like, yeah, mom. Then (laughs) the worst twist of all comes where Jed, who... You get the idea. He's been beaten up with this stuff before. There's no winning. He's going to have to go out. Now, if it's me and I, you know, I'm Jed, I'm running out. I'm hiding behind a snowdrift pretending that I went anywhere and then go back and say, yeah, he said no. He didn't answer the door. He yelled at me. He chased me away. There's nobody. Nobody's going to question that. This is old miser Titus we're talking about, right? Well, you end up having Jed. He's getting on his hat. He's got his hat. His furry coat right it seems very warm he's putting all these things on because it is very bad weather and the mom then here's that final twist hey see that you slam the door tightly when you go jed the rest of us don't want to catch pneumonia just because you've decided to go gallivanting out about in this horrible weather Uh, and you have jed who's nicer than most of the people listening to this and me as well yes ma'am no 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 what he should say is what how about i just stay in How about I don't gallivant around in this weather? You know, like you said, I decided. So I decided I don't want to. I'm going to get back to my book. I'm going to go back and read that book there. 
Uh, but he goes out. The snow is so deep that he actually has to shovel as he's walking. This is going to take forever. If he gets to Miser Titus's mansion, it's going to be a Christmas miracle right then. And he starts muttering himself, it says, uh, you know, soon. And he's like, this whole errand's ridiculous. Titus Gatrox is rich, but I've heard he's so stingy, he'd never contribute a dime to the Christmas fund. Again, I'm thinking, Jed, just go back. Say he didn't do it. You're, you're going to get frostbitten. So he ends up going, and we do switch the point of view into old man Titus's mansion. He's there. He's sitting there. And, and this is really setting up a Christmas Carol Scrooge type deal, right? Well, you end up as Jed is shoveling towards there. You go into the parlor of old man Titus's house, and there's a nephew of his, Rodney, who's looking out the window. And Rodney and Titus have a great interaction here because Rodney's a jerk. He's really the bad guy. I don't know if he's gone around town and spread rumors about his uncle because he does want to inherit all of his uncle's money, and so he wants his uncle to not spend it. But the thing is, Uncle Titus, he's not a bad guy. He's actually nice right away, which kind of threw me. But Rodney's looking out the window, smoking, right? He's there, so you know he's bad, right? And he's looking out, and he's like, oh, my God, there's a kid coming up here. He's shoveling his way. I see him over there. I warned the riffraff in this town that you like your privacy. Well, you end up having Titus say a child out in this awful storm. It's a little confused. There's a knock on the door. This is a really... Really cool old time shade line here where the door, you know, a knock on the door. Rodney doesn't budge. He's still looking out the window. And you end up having Titus say, well, don't just stand there posing for animal crackers, Rodney. Answer the door. And Rodney, again, he's that swarmy type guy where he's going to listen to his uncle. He's going to do what his uncle says, but he's always doing bad stuff, too. You can tell right away where he answers the door. Jed's there, and you end up Rodney doesn't even want to let him in. He's like, what do you want here, young boy? And Titus from the other room goes, don't interrogate the youngster, Rodney. Bring him in. So he ends up bringing in Jed, who starts talking about why he's there. He's nervous. Probably also is very cold. He's stuttering. I don't know if it's because his teeth are chattering. He's nervous. Maybe a little column A, column B, where he says, I won't be long, sir. I was just wondering if you want to make a contribution to the Christmas fund. Rodney's in the back like, what? Christmas fun? That nonsense? And Titus, shut up, Rodney. <laughs> it keeps being that whole deal where Rodney yells something. Titus tells him to shut up. So he says, well, boy, well, why would I contribute? Why would I do that? And Rodney's there, yeah, yeah, why would he? Shut up, Rodney. And so Jed says, the Christmas fun helps folks who are needy, sir. Your contribution would help to spread some holiday cheer in the world just like Santa Claus does. Rodney starts laughing. Oh, listen to him. He believes in Santa Claus. Shut up, Rodney. And then you end up having Titus say, do you really believe in Santa? And you have Jed say, of course, everybody does. Rodney's right behind him laughing it up like a jerk. And then you end up having old miser Titus say, listen, I like your spirit. I like your moxie, kid. You know what? If you can prove that there's a Santa Claus by midnight, I will write a check. For a million dollars for the Christmas fun. Rodney almost has a heart attack. I swear to God, he almost passed out right then. And you end up having Jed say, oh, my God, a million dollars. Do you really mean it? Titus says, I'm a man of my word. You better get going. It's already two in the afternoon. 
You only have 10 hours to prove this. Uh, so get going, kid, and then come back at midnight. Let me know, you know, yay or nay. Let me know if you've been able to do this. And you end up having Jed say, oh, that's easy. I'm going to call my pal Sandman. He knows just about everything. So I think he'll be able to figure this out. Gets dressed and runs out. Really, you know, he's all inspired. And you end up having Titus is like, oh, my God, look at that kid. I really think that he has some gumption to him. Good for him. And guess what, Rodney? If he comes back, and he's going to come back empty-handed, there's no way he's going to be able to prove there's a Santa Claus. I'm still going to make a contribution. I'm not going to give a million dollars, but I'll still give some money for the Christmas fund because this kid really impressed me. He really inspired me. Rodney, on the other hand, says, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a great kid, real great. Gets on his coat, puts on his hat. Like, where are you going, Rodney? He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a walk. Like, you know, follow that kid. You know, make sure he doesn't find Santa. He doesn't say all that, but he does say it in his mind where he's laughing it up about Santa. But the thing is, Jed was so confident. Even Titus says, that kid was really confident that he was going to do that. I like that in a kid. Rodney's like, that kid was confident, too confident. I'm going to go trail him because I'm going to inherit my uncle's money. I don't need any nonsense taking a million dollars out of that. I want all the money. So he ends up tailing Jed. Jed just walks out into the middle of the forest and pulls out a whistle and blows the whistle and even says this is the whistle Sandman gave him. He can call him whenever he needs him. Though it's supposed to be for real emergencies, but still, he ends up blowing the whistle. Sandman comes, I mean, just falls out of the sky immediately, which shocks Jed, who drops the whistle because he was startled. Now, this whistle, pretty important, right? He does not pick it up. Sandman comes over, what's going on? What's happening? He's like, woo, you got here quick, Sandman, but here's what I have to do. I ended up making this bet. With old man Titus there, and if I can prove there's Santa Claus, then he'll give a million dollars to the Christmas fund, and all the needy people will be happy, even though, again, it's 2, two o'clock in the afternoon, Christmas Eve. I don't know how they're getting that money. Maybe it's for next year. But you end up having Sandman. Oh, really? Santa Claus? He's an old friend of mine. Yeah, this will be easy. And now we're going to get the wonky stuff. The next couple pages, if you're wondering... You know, and I was like, why did this get canceled? Why did the Sandman get canceled after only six issues? Jack Kirby going at it. You kind of get the idea the next couple pages how much nonsense this Sandman comic was. And if you're a fan of it, I, there has to be somebody out there, right? Of these six issues, one thing, bring back Sandman. Uh, you end up where he says, hey, Grab a hold of my waist, we'll make a quick stop over at the Dream Dome, and then head straight for Santa's workshop in the North Polar region of the Dream Stream. I'm like, ooh, the Dream Stream, isn't that that thing you can make soda at home? I think it was. But you end up, hey, I'm ready, Sam, and let's go. So they go to the Dream Dome, the headquarters. They they come flying through it. It, it. The funny thing is they really come flying out and jump into what looks like, you know, Mario-type pipes. So they come flying out this pipe, and they are greeted by two horrific-looking, very Kirby-esque characters. Talked about them a little bit earlier, at least mentioned their names. Brute and Glob. And I guess you can figure out Brute's the big, strong guy. Glob is the guy who looks like a mad ball, right? So they end up, hey there, Brute and Glob, what up? And then Brute's like, oh, there's my biggest fan, Jed. How are you, sport? Oh, great. Well, we're going to go find Santa Claus. 
So Sandman's there and he goes to, again, very Kirby-esque, you know, equipment and, and this big bank of computers and things. And they're pressing stuff and beep, boop, boop. And they realize that the only way they can get to Santa at this moment is to actually take a stop off at the Fantasy Forest and talk to the Nightmare Wizard. Again, you see why this was canceled. But you end up having Sandman say, first off, though, hey, Glob, hey, Brute, you guys are in charge. So they're in these, you know, glass containers. Later on, and I've read that later on, they really show that they've been manipulating everybody all along, and they're the bad guys. But they're really on front street about it right here because they end up being told, while I'm gone, you're in charge of the dream stream. You check out things, and, and you know, t- if anything goes wrong, you take care of it. And once Simon goes, you end up having Brute say to Glob, yeah, we should be in charge all along. Nonsense that we're stuck in those glass containers. Well, you end up having Jed and Salmon, like I already told you, go to the fantasy forest by way of a giant tube that they swing into and swoosh off. They end up going through what almost looks like the bleed, this dream stream. Boom, they end up in the fantasy forest and they end up going and talking to the nightmare wizard. In the meantime, though, we go back to old Rodney who was tailing Jed, and he says, oh, my God, that costume weirdo came out of nowhere. Then they disappeared. But I saw that whistle that Jed ended up blowing. So I'm going to pick it up, look at it, and say, yeah, well, I'll blow it, see what happens. And he blows on this whistle and says, weird sound that comes out of this. I've never heard the sound except in dreams. Well, again, this is kind of the funny deal where when Rodney blows it, you do end up then having Brute come through because Brute is in charge now. So he ends up coming through. Rodney's all scared. Oh my god, who are you? Oh man, you wouldn't believe it. I'm one of the seven dwarfs. You blew that whistle, buddy. What's going on? Rodney's like, uh, huh. Well, I, uh, I'm friends with the Sandman because he ended up hearing Jed say that earlier. He's, I'm friends with the Sandman. He gave it to me and we're supposed to go to Santa's workshop. Now, I'm not going to say that Brute is an Einstein, so he yeah, that tracks. I'll get you back to the Dream Dome. We'll get you off to get to Santa's workshop with Sandman and Jed Lickety Split. Well, we go off into the Dream Stream to the Fantasy Forest where you have Sandman and Jed there with Nightmare Wizard who says, oh, yeah, you know, you helped me out way back in Sandman number four when those aliens invaded. So I do owe you a favor. Here you go. I'm giving you my sky sled. They're going to get into the sky sled to go off to Santa's workshop. In the meantime, you can tell that the Nightmare Wizard does not like Jed or Sandman at all and says, okay, bye, you two. Don't get eaten by any polar bears. And he's laughing it up. And then he says, by the way, if you like it up there at the North Pole, I hear it's pretty good. If you like it, why don't you just stay there? I don't want to see your faces again. Get out of here. And they end up taking off. In the meantime, we go back then with Brute and Rodney in the Dream Dome where you end up going to something like this. Now, Jed had already been there, so he wasn't really surprised or, you know, wondering what was going on. Rodney, though, for this first visit, he's kind of taken aback. He doesn't understand what's going on. Oh, good grief. What is this place? Brute, again, does not really seem like a people person. He picks up Rodney and says, I'll show you what this place is, and throws him across the room into the tube that we already saw Salmon and Jed go in. So Rodney just gets tossed into the tube. Off he goes. 
to the fantasy forest. And in the fantasy forest, when he comes out, he starts getting eaten by what really, really looks exactly like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. He's about to be killed. Nightmare Wizard shows up, and it's not Audrey because he yells, Samantha, put that man down this instant. And then scolds Rodney because if if Samantha would have eaten him, she would have gotten indigestion. I mean, really? So Rodney says, I'm here because I'm a friend of Sandman. I'm going to see Santa Claus. And Nightmare Wizard says, oh, yeah, yeah, they just came. I gave him a sky sled. I'll give you one. Get out of here. He doesn't want visitors. So you end up where he gets his own sky sled. He's going to go off and see what's going down there or up there. At the North Pole, right? So you end up seeing at that moment, Sandman and Jed, they're walking a path. It says North Pole. I guess you see the sled on the side. Couldn't go right up to the front door of Santa's workshop. They got to hoof it a little. And as they are doing that, they get attacked by a bunch of elves. Elves kind of doing their best Ewok impersonation and Return of the Jedi. They end up throwing a net. Over Sandman and Jed and then start hitting them over the head with their workshop hammers as Sandman and Jed are yelling, what's going on? Why are you attacking us? And this goes on for a bit as you end up Jed's yelling as he's getting hit by I thought they were friendly. And Sandman's, I don't know what's going on. This never happened before. They actually stop fighting them when you have Mrs. Claus show up and says, elves, elves, what are you doing? What's going on? Those aren't seal men. That's Sandman and Jed. And then they kind of get out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they aren't seal men. And so you have all this going down and they all apologize. But the big thing is Santa's been kidnapped by the seal men. The seal men came and grabbed Santa. This is weird. Even Sandman knows it's weird. The seal men have no problems with Santa. They're friends with Santa and the elves. Why would they kidnap Santa Claus the day before, the day, on Christmas Eve? It doesn't make sense, so they're going to have to go and find out. We're going to have to go and find out what's going on with these sealmen, why they would attack. They end up running over to where the sealmen live. They see Santa Claus just standing there in an open field, and they go to him. It's a dupe. It was actually a snowman dressed up as Santa, and as they go, they get attacked by the sealmen that we saw in that kind of exaggerated first credits page. And again, I I think that Jed is in concussion protocol times 10. He's already been conked over the head with little hammers and things like that. Now he's getting hit over the head with these giant metal rods. He's in big trouble. As they fight, they end up getting knocked out. And they get thrown into the dungeon with Santa Claus. Santa ends up waking him up. And he's like, oh, my God, it's my old friend Sandman. What's going on? And you end up saying, I don't know. I ended up with. Kind of got attacked by your elves, then we got hit by the the seal men. What is happening? And they don't know. Santa doesn't know, but this whole deal, what's on the line? A million dollars for charity, that thing from old man Miser Titus, but also Santa won't be able to deliver any of the toys. It's getting very close to Christmas. He's not going to be able to deliver the toys, and all the kids will stop believing in him. But why is this going on? Why are the seal men doing this? Well, they have to get out of the prison to find out. And how they do that is Sandman pulls out his whistle, a lot of whistles, and he whistles and melts the bars in the prison here. And then they run out. And you end up having the seal men, oh, my God, they're escaping. Get them. 
they run down the hall and run right into the King Sealman's chamber. And so the whole thing is, is like, why are you doing this? What's wrong? Why are you trying to sabotage Christmas, King of the Sealmen? And this becomes the weirdest thing. What has happened here is for years and years, Santa has given the seal men bogus gifts. They're mad because Santa's gifts have been bullcrap because he's not thinking. He ends up, Santa is not thinking what seal men would want. And he's been giving them galoshes, mittens, fishing poles, scuba gear. Seal men don't need those things, and they have finally had enough. This year, of course, they wait until Christmas Eve, but this year, nobody's getting anything because these nonsense gifts that Santa keeps giving them. Santa, though, quick on his feet, I swear he lies. He goes, oh, oh, those gifts, they must have gotten mixed up. They must have been mixed up. Oh, my God, we'll get exchanges. We'll see what's going on. And somehow Jed says, Yeah, those are probably gifts for kids in the Sahara Desert. The Sahara Desert? would would Kids would get scuba gear and and a fishing rod? And and, and then they're going to be pissed. They're going to kidnap Santa next year. But the the, the seal men aren't like, okay, I get a mix-up one year. This has been decades. We've had enough. But they end up, all right. And, yeah, Santa works out like, we'll get exchanges for those gifts. We'll get the gift receipts, and we'll figure that out. And they're like, okay. Well, that's what we'll do. Let's get moving. And they all get out of the seal men's big, you know, crazy fortress. And they run towards the North Pole. When they get to the North Pole, though, they find Mrs. Claus all tied up. And I don't mean she has a lot to do. She is in a chair all tied up. And we find out, yes, Rodney has arrived for some reason, dressed himself up like Santa Claus. But he has a gun. And he basically says, I'm going to kill all of you. You're not getting out of here. Uh, I'm not going to allow my Uncle Titus to know there really is a Santa Claus because then he'll write a million-dollar check, and I want all the money. And so you end up having all this going on where the way to solve this is slowly, but I, I see it right now. I mean, Rodney should shoot Sandman right off because Sandman says he's slowly reaching for his sand cartridges, and the sand cartridges are things that you throw and you can put people to sleep. They're like sleep bombs, and he ends up throwing them. Rodney ends up passing out, drops the gun. They get that. Now, if you're expecting anything to happen where they say, okay, Rodney goes to jail, that's not going to happen. Also, this whole thing with old man Titus, like you get this feeling that you wanted to have a story or they were going to do a story where an old man who used to love Christmas has lost the Christmas spirit, Christmas carols. You never get that. It's very weird where... They end up grabbing Rodney. They fly off in Santa's sleigh to old man Titus's mansion and drop Rodney into the chimney down below, which would probably kill him or he'd get stuck. But that didn't happen. He ends up conking down Titus Rodney. Oh, my God, what's going on? Santa Claus follows and says, hey, your nephew resorted to violence to try to prevent me from coming here tonight. And Titus Santa Claus. And Santa says, you know, I don't understand because you were such a good boy. 60 years ago, you believed in Santa Claus more than anybody else. And Titus, I know, I remember now, Santa, but that wasn't part of the story. That was a weird, like, okay, we're going to get back to that now. And so he says, oh, the boy, did he bring you here? 
And Santa says, yes, he did. He came and saved me. He saved Christmas. He's up up on the roof watching the sleigh with Sandman. And now Titus completely reveals that before he said, I know that that young boy, Jed, he's not going to find Santa, but I'll, I'll write him a smaller check. I'll certainly give. No, no, no. Now he says, I was going to give him a million dollars either way. I think he's bragging in front of Santa. And then that basically says, I'll write another one and I'm going to buy you up, Santa. I'm going to buy that workshop. But he says, I was going to give this to the kid. Can you give it to him? It's a million dollar check for the Christmas fun. Santa takes it, probably says, can you write that out to Santa Claus, maybe? But Santa says, I will give it to him. And then you end up because Titus was such a good boy. He's an old man. He says, is there anything special you want for Christmas? Anything that you would really want? And you have old man Titus say, yes, there's always something I always did want. I wish it was a jail cell for Rodney. And and really with this, I would hope that after this is all said and done, he writes Rodney out of the will and gives it all to Jed. But he ends up whispering to Santa. Santa goes, oh, yeah, we could do that. And basically, old man Titus wants to go and deliver and, and drive the sled. He wants to go with, with Santa with the sleigh and deliver all the toys with him for a Christmas night. And so that's a cool deal. But you never got that little deal of why don't you believe in Christmas anymore, Titus? Why don't no, he seemed to be a nice guy throughout, but he ended up giving enough money that if you do that, you then get to drive Santa's sleigh, which he does, and they all go off and everybody has a great Christmas, except that we go back to Jed's house where the mom and Bruce actually did get pneumonia. And now, hopefully, they die. That that would make the best Christmas ever. But they're all sneezing. They caught some flu or something. And they're all mad. At Jed, who probably will be beat and not get a Christmas present at all. But you end up where everything was saved. Everything was saved by a little boy with a Sandman whistle, the fantasy forest, and a bunch of nonsense. So that is the end. It is pretty fun, though. It's a fun little deal where you have just wacky stuff going on there's a good spirit of the holidays in it you end up having the villain of the guy who only wants the money he ends up get but what happens to him he gets tied up and thrown down a chimney not that crazy the seal men probably get bogus gifts again they're going to just do it over and over it's santa there's a lot of people that are the villains here santa's one of them by giving the sealman that stuff he even says oh man sealman me and you are tight. We live next to each other, whatever. He could care less. Never, ever thought of what they would want or read their letters to him about it. He is the villain. So at the end, though, I really did like this. It's a fun issue. A lot of goofy fun. But I hope that everybody enjoyed listening to this tale of holiday fun and you know wishes. But that'll be it. That is it for this episode. Again, go over to Twitter at a weird science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, Weird Science DC Comics, where you can uh, com, where you can read reviews of the written reviews of what we do each and every week of the DC stuff coming up. And then at the end of that, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of shows like this, a bunch of other things, a lot of exclusive shows that I think you could find something to like, as you can tell. I'm getting very tired. It's very late now. This took me uh, a bunch of takes. I had some issues, but that's not here nor there. But thanks, everybody. And I will talk to you later. You are all weirdos. 
Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.